I went down this rabbit hole um, with Mr. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> you went down the rabbit hole with him? No, not with, no, just like he's so, like the Pope of YouTube. He's the, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. We are in a new location, um, new office, undisclosed location. Yes, uh, <laughs> this is Matt Hylam's new office. For those of you who are listening, uh, we are in a jacuzzi. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Just, just, just to um, be sure. Okay, so, um, so, so this we- week we're recording uh, during Holy Week. Uh, so this will air during the octave of Easter, uh, mm-hmm. Easter week. And so, I've been pretty busy. You know, just preparing for the Triduum. Yeah, uh, we had our Chrism Mass. You know, that's that big diocesan mass where all the oils are blessed and mm. the priests uh, renew their promises. And um, I was thinking about that a little bit actually this morning. Um, you know, on the drive over, thinking about the past week. You know, what we could talk about and uh, just the importance of uh, that Chrism Mass, where all those oils are blessed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, yeah, I was just thinking how. The oil, like all the oils, are extremely symbolic of our identity as Christians. How we're all kind of anointed uh, to go out, right? We're all like Christians. Uh, we're we're made to be, uh, we're, as Christians, we're supposed to be conformed to Christ. And one of the titles um, of Christ is Son of David, mm. which he's following in this line of the anointed one, right? So you remember like when uh, David was... Anointed mm-hmm. by Samuel, right? Um, mm-hmm. And at that moment, the spirit rushed upon him, and he entered into his new identity as priest, prophet, and king. You know, he, we we know him as King David, mm-hmm. but right. you know, he's also in his Psalms. He can consider him prophetic, and mm-hmm. the way that he like danced in front of the tabernacle was mm-hmm. like priestly. Um, and then our Lord then becomes the son of David. Then after our Lord. Rises and you know, uh, the, then the uh, the the apostolic age is ushered in. Everyone takes all Christians take on the identity of Christ, mm-hmm. and so they're in a sense Christians are following in the line of David, and so you can s- consider yourself anointed, right? All the sacraments uh, that change your uh, that touch your identity mm-hmm. have oil, mm-hmm. and so uh, it was just something I was musing on, just um, being anointed, uh, what that means um, as Christians in a particular way. I'm anointed sacramentally uh, to be a a, a priest uh, in a, in a different way than everybody is, but everybody again as Christians claims that identity as priest, prophet, king. Um, priest is to go make holy, you know. Prophet is to speak the word of God in truth, uh, and then king is to um, establish authority over your own communities, right? And and so, um, anyway. So what are the the three oils? I'm looking it up. <clears throat> There's the chrism, <clears throat> sacred chrism. Then the oil of the catechumens, mm-hmm. uh, and then oil of the infirmed. Um, I was also um, I was watching uh, uh, Bishop Barron's. He had his own chrism mass in Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, where he's um, you know he's the bishop, bishop of his diocese, and uh, you know he was talking a little bit about um, the significance of the um, oils, and um, he was saying that even the infirmed, that oil also uh, represents their priestly, um, kingly, and prophetic mm. identity as well. And you would think, like, okay, how does that work? Like, someone's sick and dying, yeah, right. a priest anoints him with oil, 
what does that oil have to do if this person can't do anything, right? He's like near death. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bishop Barron brought up an interesting point, saying that in their suffering, they can actually uh, renew the world, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like the, the idea of redemptive suffering. Right. Um, so even in their suffering, um, uh, they, they can still live out that um, uh, that trifold identity, right. um, which I'd never thought of before. Yeah, that's interesting. It's kind of in the way yeah. that Christ is like the priest and the sacrifice on the cross. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, like you're yeah. participating in the different aspect of that. Yeah, exactly. Mystery, right? And and right, exactly. And just as Christ offers Himself up on the cross, um, as Christians, we can actually offer our suffering up, which is a, that's a uniquely Christian idea, right? Uh, so. Anyway, that's that was kind of on my mind. We had our chrism mass mm-hmm. on Tuesday, Tuesday, just a few day, a couple of days ago. So nice, yeah. Um, Busy, yep. So that's what was on my mind. Nice. I know Lee just got back from New York recently. Yes, um, I just got back from New York City. Do you have any good stories? Um, I, I think I do, but <laughs> I'll, we'll save those for the the extra episode. Ooh. Um, okay. Our, our producer Joe was also. In New York, yeah, it was uh, a. He, he has no mic, but he's waving. Yeah, yeah. Fifty so. percent of <laughs> of basically related was there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but uh, some good stuff in New York. It was, um, I think th- what's worth of sh- what's worth sharing now would be that um, you know New York City does seem. Uh, I think um, someone pointed someone else pointed this out on our trip, but it's a uh, very religious. It seems like a religious mm. place. Mm. And it is true, I think, partly because of the architecture. Yeah. Um, it's like very old world, kind of European. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think American architecture can be very uh, utilitarian, you know, or mm. like right. it's all about the, the utility yep. of the architecture. Yeah. Whereas if sometimes in Europe you find these structures that are very, they're just kind of beautiful. Right. And there's no real purpose mm-hmm. to having yeah. a column look beautiful, right, right. Right. technically. Mm-hmm. Um, or a street lamp or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there were parts, um, <clears throat> the underpass, if you've ever seen John Wick, we, we went to that part uh, of Central Park. And underneath there, where he uh, he walks from from the fountain up into, mm-hmm. um, I forget the, the, the name of the area, but just the, it's the kind of famous or iconic area where all the lights are yeah, on yep. the side, wide street. But underneath there is something that looks almost uh, like it's from Rome mm. or from Greece. You know, the, you have all these... Uh, depictions of almost uh, goddess or god-looking like figures along the wall, and above is all this tile work, this beautiful tile tile work, and you don't often see that in American cities. I, I, yeah. I feel like sometimes it's all very purpose-driven. Yep. This this serves a definite end, mm-hmm. and there aren't many beautiful things. Um, also, you have obviously a very large uh, Orthodox Jewish population mm-hmm. that you, you saw walking around and. Uh, it, it just seems like each street corner there there was there's also older older churches you have yep. St Patrick's there yeah that we went to um, that oh did you, you did go yeah <laughs> we, it, you went for mass or did he just uh... no we just popped in okay um, much more touristy than I thought mm. I'm sure yeah. yeah there's tons of like uh-huh. tons of tourists um, yeah. like while somebody's like getting ready for mass right right, right. Um, they had a stat- like, this is what religion looks like yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah it was it's a bit it's tough because on one hand, uh, you got to pay the bills, mm-hmm. and so traffic helps yeah. bring a little bit of tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is a bit of evangelization that could happen there. You know, people walk oh, in sure. and they look yeah. and they say, yeah. "Wow, this is like a really beautiful place." Yep. Yeah. Um, 
But on the other, it's like, well, this is supposed to be sacred. Sacred. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's like that's that's like all the cathedrals and basilicas in, oh, our, in yeah. Europe. Yeah, yeah. It's that's the same so way. Mm-hmm. You go to St. Peter's and it's like it's difficult to pray in yeah. there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but Yeah. They um they had a statue of Saint Bonaventure. Nice. Oh, okay. you, you know, not a saint you take usually. A selfie? Yeah, I did take a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> um not a not a uh, saint you usually see. Yeah. But um yeah, it's that there was uh something uh a, a little bit more I guess there, there's such a uh, a rich history there. You could kind of mm-hmm. you could feel it a little bit more, yeah, than than in other American cities. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder why that is, though. Like, I mean, obviously, like New York is like the central like city of the world, but yeah, you could argue that other cities in America are also old. <laughs> you know, what oh, I'm saying like right, the thirteen right. colonies and how yeah. it expanded west, but like, you know, what. What's preventing, say, Charlotte from yeah. retaining that sense of decor and ornamentation on their architecture and such? I don't think it's because it's newer. Well, right. I th- uh, but it, part, part of it is because it's newer. Because, I mean, like Esley was saying, like, nowadays when you build a, a building, yeah. um, it's cheaper to not have an ornate column than, you know, right. just having a plain column. So right. people are looking at that and we're very, yeah. like, you know— utilitarian in that aspect mm-hmm. charlotte is a much newer city than yeah. uh, new york obviously mm-hmm. uh, in baltimore did you like baltimore had I, i've never been to baltimore but has it does it have the same architecture or the same kind of like aesthetically pleasing it, it does it does in a few areas because okay. i was thinking that when you said there's other older cities mm-hmm. it's like well baltimore is also a, v- a very yeah. old city yeah and is the first diocese in america <laughs> yeah right right um and you know, it's so the even the cathedral there or the basilica, the the first basilica, um, still has like a or, ornate architecture there, an American style and everything mm-hmm. like that. But even then, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they get the same sort of religious feel about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it's just that it is an epicenter, right. and you have so many cultures coming together, mm-hmm. yeah, and you have so many people that it seems like are retaining certain identities, yeah. Where it's not that they come and meet, they're maybe they're not like immediately assimilated yet into American culture. Yeah, because it's quite clear, like yeah. the Jewish population there. Uh, we went to a bagel shop, mm-hmm. and it said that they'll be closed on Wednesday mm-hmm. for Passover. Like there's right. still like this clear, like this is my identity. I'm not fully right. just a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm right. I'm also something else. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know if you lose that in other American cities. Right. If that's it, mm. that's I, don't, I don't know. You know, speaking about like. Um, Utilitarian architecture. Uh, I remember Jordan Peterson brought this point up that he's like, you know, on the face of it, yes, it's cheaper to build a ugly building than a more ornate, beautiful one. He's like, but the value that beautiful buildings bring to a city is like uncalc, like incalculable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like the tourism, mm-hmm. um, like uh, beauty actually can be utilitarian. I mean, and, and I don't want right, to, right. Know, in the most, um, you know, positive way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but when you have like a beautiful cathedral, people are going to visit it. You know, people are going to see right. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are going to spend money around the city. Um, right. So that is interesting that most people, like, you know, city planners, like they don't, they don't take that into account um, when they're building and, yeah. you know, and developing their cities. Uh, well, I feel like it's transformed a bit. Because we do have uh, art in our cities. Mm-hmm. It's just... Yeah, well, that's true, yeah. too. Not it's, great. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's know, fair. It's like we have a... 
the down, modern art museum, yeah, up, right? Up, and yeah, uptown we have that like space disc. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, right, right. You know, or that um, flaming bird of prey. <laughs> what would it? I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a bunch of mirrors and yeah, yeah. So it's like I, I guess it does exist. It's right. just in New York, it's much more like old world yeah. Yeah. feel. Yeah, because you would say like the architectures that design buildings now. If you ask them, it's like, did you put any thought into the design of this aesthetically? Like, of course I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. Like, but it's also ugly. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, right. Yeah, minimalist style, right. it's modern, modern. Yeah, straight lines. You know, but that's interesting that you say that. You know, going to New York, you feel this old world charm, because I think most people, you know, especially, you know, in Charlotte, we have a lot of New Yorkers, a lot of transplants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beauty is not something that people would associate with New York. Um, <laughs> no, and, I, and, and I did see some things that were not beautiful, yeah. Yeah. right? And but you know, like they see, like, oh yeah, I'm just the city is 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 big and dirty and right, yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, f- for you um, to say that there's this charm to it, um, you know, right. that's kind of surprising, honestly. Well, it's a I, so I've actually never been to Rome, but I've heard that Rome is very dirty. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. It, so uh, it, I guess it's like, but it also has, it, you know, yeah. the Vatican is yeah, right inside right. there. You know, it's, it's yeah, right. right. I, I, I mean, not that I don't think that negates the, your point, but just it, it seems like there, there can be this clash of, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, of um, maybe crowded, dirty spaces, yeah, yeah. and yet somehow right. some beauty. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if too, if it has to do with like your level of like disgust. To dirtiness or disorder yeah. or things that are like are not of your kind. Yeah. Um, if you can see past that, like if you have the capacity to like, well, yeah, that doesn't bother me. And then you see everything else is beautiful. Yeah. yeah it's going to stand out. Right. But if that's the first thing that stands out, like, oh, this place is just filthy. Yeah. yeah. And then you won't yeah. be able to see anything else. Yeah. Right. Right. That's true. Yeah, I, I could see a native New Yorker not seeing it. Yeah. Just growing up around it. And oh, I guess yeah. going from Charlotte to New York, Charlotte, almost everything is new. Yeah. Yep. And anything that's old is being torn down to build something new. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this, you're right. The street lights here are new. Yep. The, you know, the highways are new. We just finished our, uh, our beltway yeah. not long ago. Right. Um, whereas, you know, other places have had them forever. Um, so yeah. to, to immediately, as soon as you get off the plane, it's like, oh, this is old. Like this is yeah. an old Northern city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that just, I think has, uh, some art that I, I, I just don't think we could make now. I mean, that's part yeah. of even like these older churches, right, right, you yeah. know, they're floor to ceiling marble. And yeah, it's like, crazy. you, you couldn't make that now, even if you wanted yeah. to, mm-hmm. right. It's just, yeah. It would cost you so much. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, you know, to be fair to both Charlotte and New York, New York just has hundreds, literally hundreds mm-hmm. of years of a head start yeah. on this yeah. stuff. But yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. I, I, I guess you see it clearly as an immigrant city. Mm-hmm. Like historically, yeah. Like right. Charlotte's just not that. Uh-huh. Whereas for hundreds of years, New York has been the right the place. It's like go here, yeah. And the people who you get Jewish culture, culture, Italian culture, yeah, you know, um, Spanish culture, Irish, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, right. And yeah. you can still sort of feel that that sense there right. that this is a place that people is an entry point into America to create a new life mm-hmm. or to explore different options, but yet retain your identity. Yeah, right. What, was that the first time you've been to New York City? Uh, last time I went was maybe 10 years ago. 10 years. Or so. We went, because we grew up in New York, but we grew up on Long Island. We were born in the city, me and Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then around, I was like seven, 
or six years old or something like that. And then we moved out to Long Island. We took New York City for granted, so we didn't like go to the historic spots, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we haven't been since I don't know, two thousand eight or nine, something mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so I I don't really remember the city that well. Um, so yeah, it's a cool spot. Maybe it's time to go back. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think you could. I don't know how many Catholic churches are there. I would it, imagine it's a lot. It's a lot. And, I think it is a lot. Yeah. And um, I mean, and it's also uh, an old city that the churches that aren't Catholic still have like an old world feel about them. Because mm-hmm. you know, you, you can get some. I think maybe it was Methodist churches or or such. There's Episcopalian. There's Anglican. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That all still have a European yeah look. Yes. Yeah. Um, in but, Charlotte, we have like that right across the Greek Orthodox Church. What what is that? Um, it's a Protestant church. Oh yeah. Is it Episcopalian? It might be. Uh, okay. Um, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely yeah. beautiful. And if you if you aren't paying attention to the flags that are outside, yeah. you would miss it. Actually, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, we passed by one that looked from the outside exactly like a Catholic church. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it had, I think, the Anglican flag. Okay. Um, yeah. But that's the only way. <laughs> Otherwise, you would know because even the the mass. Charts outside looked exactly. You know, Catholic. that's um, as because Charlotte is a relatively new diocese, uh, it's growing. A lot of churches uh, in Charlotte um, are um, renovating their churches, making it more beautiful. Uh, one of the prime examples is Saint Anne's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the interior of that church is, um, uh, you know, Father Rita's really beautified it, but there's not a lot of effort in in um, making like outside. You know, like the outside of the church, beautiful. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah. I wonder if that's something that's worthwhile. I mean, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's but, a whole structure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. You look at, like, how long it took to Saint, build St. Patrick's. It was, like, 200 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. No, that's true. Um, yeah, that, that's – wait, do you mean, like, the, the campus or do you mean, like, the actual, like, the, the exterior I guess of the, the exterior. But that would require, like, a ground up, like, a ground up yeah. building. Well, no, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just if you if you walk up to even the churches in – um, New York City and certainly churches in mm. Europe. As soon as you walk in, you're already surrounded by yeah. the saints, yeah, right, like right, in, right. in, in mm-hmm. and gargoyles or whatever yeah. else. Um, but you definitely don't see that with any new churches. Right. Yeah, they don't right. try to do that. I wonder if that's code too. You know, like can't have gar- gargoyles. Saying, <laughs> like you know, like, <laughs> if they, like if they want you know a certain amount of ornamentation or whatever or uniformity can, with their um, town. I don't know if you can do whatever you want. Yeah, that's a good yeah. Point. I guess maybe that's some. Um, that's part of the difference uh, in Baltimore and in New York City. In Baltimore, their basilica was created specifically in a colonial style. Yeah. Um, gosh, I forget the archbishop who oversaw that construction. But his point was to say that Catholics can be Americans. Mm-hmm. That, you know, Catholicism and America can work together. Yeah. So he built it in the colonial style. Yeah. Whereas in, um, in uh, New York City... It's still very much like it, it's almost like the the immigrant populations wanted to see the old world. Yeah, it's like you know, even though we are here in America, mm-hmm. we're not adapting to their culture. Right, exactly. We do our we, own thing. Right, we yeah. want our churches to still look like what right. we knew back home. Yeah, I yeah. don't know, but yeah. So on the point of like why, you know, what you were saying the utility utility of beauty and architecture. I'm trying to work out an idea of like why why is it that some people can see that and like let it beautify their life and then some people just see it as like that's a nice building 
and then it doesn't like permeate them further. Mm. Like what's preventing, how did like, you know, if you're like, well, we need to like, let's get our cities to be beautiful and like oriented towards mm-hmm. inspiring people. Like you could do that, but then the people that see it aren't necessarily going to pick it up. Like why or why not? Well, some people will. Yeah. But why are the people that don't like, what's up with them? <laughs> You know, I, I I was thinking about this walking through St. Patrick's, actually. Like, there are some people who are walking through St. Patrick's and they're, like, awestruck. They're mm-hmm. looking at the statues. They're looking at, you know, the high altar, everything, and they're just thinking, wow, this is incredibly beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we were there with, um, one of our, with one of our friend's sons, and he was asking all these questions about, you know, he saw the P and the X, for, over Christ, and was like, what, what does that mean? Why are, why do the saints have different mm-hmm. instruments in your, their yeah. hands? How can you tell who's who? Right. Um, it was, you know, very captivated by the stations of the cross and everything like that. And then there's other people I know that they just rush through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, yeah, I wonder absolutely. if it, does absolutely. it just boil down to personality? Well, does that, like, does that say like more people... about the person or the it art? It does, you know? but I want to yeah. know what it says about the person. <laughs> What does it say about you? I don't know if it's is it like a, a low I mean, trait openness? I like, I think there's um a lot of different reasons. Um some people I think that are rushing through might have grown up there and so it's it's just every day they see St. Patrick's and it's not special to them. Just the same way that Matt and I mm-hmm. grew up in New York, the Statue of Liberty was nothing yeah. impressive. You know, that's why <laughs> yep. we never visited it because we saw it every day, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um I think that could be true with beautiful art and mm-hmm. and, and St. Patrick's. Um other people, I think, are more impressed with um, things on their phone than things that are truly sure. beautiful. Yeah, you know, um, overstimulated. They, they, yeah, they mm-hmm. build up a disposition to like block that stuff out of their soul. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think people can be blind to beauty, and yeah. and, and and it's not just to say like they are and we're not. I think even us. Yeah. You know, like there's things that are beautiful every day that we just, we're blind to, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I think there's lots of different reasons um, why people might yeah. just ignore for lack of a better term, um, the beauty around them. Yeah. Um, There's a, um, I was listening to a conversation with Jordan Peterson and this guy, Rafe Kelly. Um, he like teaches parkour and a couple other classes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about how, I want to see Jordan Peterson do parkour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was talking about how, how like good it is to be moving and to be like wrestled as a kid with your dad or whatever, like all of that um, physical contact, um, how that develops the brain and how that makes you capable of confronting harder realities. Mm-hmm. And he was saying there are some people who go into these camps and do parkour and he's trying to explain how it's connected to all these other things and like a deeper sense of life, but they don't make the connection. Mm. Like they just get, they're still stuck on parkour. Like they love it. It's their thing, but it doesn't like bleed into the rest of their life. He was saying there's, you know, like they'll do parkour and they, they can jump walls, but then they still can't ask a girl out. But <laughs> right. his whole point is for like, this is supposed to encourage you to like do hard things. And mm-hmm. then it, and then it bleeds over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was talking to my wife yesterday about that of like, what, why doesn't that bleed over? And this is, so this is kind of related to like, why, why would beauty, in architecture, not bleed over to the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, and we were just kind of honing in on the idea around education. Um, so Charlotte Mason has her like principal philosophy that uh, education is the science of relations. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's really like, insofar as you are educated, you have the foundations to make connections with yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
And so she was saying the best, the way to make that connection is the best, highest form is through like the liberal arts yeah, and literature particularly. Um, and I was thinking of like why that is. And it, it does have to do something with like, if you read a story about defeating the dragon, you are then, you then have the like gestalt or the archetype of like doing a hard thing. Yeah. And then now that bleeds into mm-hmm. both parkour and asking a girl out. Yeah, yeah. So like Absolutely. you kind of like yeah. absorbed the archetype version of it. And then now you have the foundation to then like plug other things in. Right. So I think insofar as that we have an educated culture, we have the foundation for connecting things like, oh, seeing a beautiful yeah. piece mm-hmm. of architecture. Now that bleeds into my life and inspires me for other things. Right. Yeah. Right. I wonder if it's uh, connected a bit to imagination. For sure. Because you were talking yep. about the story, um, you know, reading stories stimulates your imagination. And I wonder if we are like under or not stimulating our imaginations enough. Because mm-hmm. I listened to that conversation just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You talked a little bit about that, I think, with video games. Yep. You were saying how um, you can play video games all day and you get like a simulated risk. Yeah, right. It's exactly. like you're not actually taking a risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. get the like the thrill, I think, or something yep. without the... Yeah, the, the consequence. Without the consequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, I think almost in the same way with video games is they they kind of stimulate your imagination a little bit. You, know, mm-hmm. like you enter into a, you know, a yep. different world, but it's much different than free play. Right. Where you have yep. to like really make up yep. your own rules and make yeah. up your own story. Yep. Right. And, um, and yeah, I think video games and movies maybe, um, they, they kind of um, give you the entire picture on a silver platter. Right. Whereas when you're reading a story, yep. uh, you know, reading Lord of the Rings, you actually, your mind has to work at developing an image of what Tolkien is describing. Mm-hmm. Instead of Peter Jackson's version, it's like, right. here's Rivendell. Right, right. And you kind of, you're just like passively right. receiving it, right? Yeah. right? And so I think literature, to Charlotte yep. Mason's point, mm-hmm. um, actually like exercises your imagination. Right. Um, yeah. so. I mean, that imag- your imagination is also connected to your will because you kind of like imagine what mm-hmm. you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then you go and do it. Yeah, right, right. But if you if you don't have, uh, I mean, I think the idea of beautiful art, especially uh, we'll just stick to Catholic art. You know, yeah. you're looking at the saints or you're reading stories of, uh, you know, these heroic deeds. And the idea is that you start imagining those deeds, and then mm-hmm. that is supposed to move your your will to say, you know, what, maybe yeah, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, or maybe that's something I could do. Right. But it has to permeate your whole mm-hmm. life, otherwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not something you do. <clears throat> like conscientiously, like you're not yeah. doing it. Um, like you're not thinking about like, let me make the connection between this yeah. wall or this building <laughs> right. and yeah. my life. Right. And it's a foundation. It's an atmosphere that like you are just absorbed with a, a steeped education that it then is the the paradigm that you see. through. Yeah. 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 I, um, this past Monday, Marked the fourth anniversary. Well, actually, that's not exactly true. Liturgically, <laughs> uh, Monday of Holy Week uh, is the fourth anniversary of um, uh, Notre Dame going up mm. in flames. Wow. Um, and there was a big conversation around that um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that that whole um, event where I, th- I believe the government raised about like one million euros or something like that. One billion, sorry, one billion yeah, yeah. to restore the cathedral. And people were like, mm. that money should be given to the poor um, yeah. immediately. <laughs> That's like the default. And then yeah, yeah. like all the tired Thanks, arguments Judas. of like, yeah. no, yeah. So, but that was the same reading. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, wow. on Monday of Holy Week, the same day that the cathedral was in flames, the reading was literally that's crazy. Judas saying, 
uh, why did Mary Magdalene use this yeah, yeah. costly perfume yeah, yeah. to anoint our Lord? It should have been given to the poor. Same, same, yeah. yeah. There are no coincidences. But, um, but yeah, I think that um, our, our Lord says that um, the poor will always be with you, mm-hmm. kind of hinting at, like, um, you know, human nature, broken yeah. human nature mm-hmm. uh, in sin uh, causes poverty. And yeah. so, like, you can never eradicate sin. No um, solutions, only trade-offs. Yeah. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but, but beyond that, too, um, uh, he says, uh, I will not always be with you. And so there's this sense of, like, reverencing the sacred while you have it. Yeah. Um, and so the idea is that cathedrals are not just um, uh, human achievements, but they're mm-hmm. houses of God. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. like they, they actually house the presence, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Eucharistic presence right. uh, within them. Right. Um, but then on top of that, you have this utilitarian aspect that brings people to the city, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's all both and, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that was just this past Monday um, of Holy Week. So Yeah. When we were in uh, St. Patrick's, I was thinking about kind of more modern churches and then this church. And, you know, perhaps when you're planning to build a church, uh, you're thinking, you know, the money that you're going to spend, do you want it a little bit on the simpler side, maybe more modern, or do you want to go a little bit more neo-Gothic or Baroque or something older? And I was thinking about the trade-offs. And on one, so on one hand, it's true. Not everyone who sees a beautiful thing or beautiful art will be moved by it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's better to take the risk because <laughs> yeah. some people will be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, whereas I just don't know if anybody is moved by these ultra modern churches. No, well that's right. Right. yeah. We right. we didn't go right. in it, but there was a church that was above a library. Mm. It was technically a Catholic church, and it was just I think in a conference room. Mm, fine. Yeah. A, you know, so there there is that. Yeah. Right. And then there's St. Patrick's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one are you going to take a bet on? You know, right, maybe, exactly. maybe one will, right. you know, work or won't, but the other yeah. one probably will not. Like right. the people going there are going there because they're Catholic yeah. and it's mm-hmm. the closest one. Right. Not right. because it's like just being in that conference room. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You know, like sitting on those plastic chairs. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah. there's something spiritual. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh well, and, and there's been stories of people um, converting on a spot, walking into European cathedrals. I think it's oh, like yeah. Chart Cathedral, yeah. where people walk in and they just fall to their knees in tears, yeah, yeah. and yeah. like their lives are totally changed. At that I'm moment. sure there's pe- stories of people leaving the church, walking into a conference room. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. right. Um, but you know, these cathedrals too would have so such beautiful stained glass windows that um, they got the nickname um, uh, as the theology of light. Mm. Um, it's like as it like just like the f- mere. F- Fat, the mere truth of beauty emanating through those windows, and that is within those windows, uh, uh, it can actually teach you something about God, right? Uh-huh. Theology being science, yeah. but then to call art theology mm-hmm. um, is really, mm-hmm. it, it kind of gets at what, what beauty is doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, That's super interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I went down this rabbit hole. Cool. <laughs> I went down this. No, it actually kind of relates to your... Um, uh, your point about uh, Peterson and this parkour artist, um, and that like, in so far as you're not able to, you're able to submit yourself to a discipline, mm-hmm. um, but then you don't see the connections in, in that with the rest of your life. Yep. Mm-hmm. I went down this rabbit hole um, with Mr. Beast. 
<laughs> you went down the rabbit hole with him? No, not with, no, yeah. just like he's so, like the Pope of YouTube. He's the, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then so what? PewDiePie would be the nuncio? No, I think it'd be the. Other. <laughs> I, I think it's the opposite. Um, but um, no, so because uh, I think Mr. Beast is making his rounds with interviewers. Yeah, he, he was on Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. some other big uh, mm-hmm. uh, podcasts. And uh, I was just watching some shorts, mm-hmm. and. I got this, like, he is so dedicated and passionate about his, um, just his platform. Yeah. Like, that. that's what is causing him to be so successful. Mm-hmm. This is not just someone that's like, oh, I got to go to work. This is like, right. he, he lives this thing. Um, yeah. He, he gave somebody a tour of where he lives, and mm-hmm. he lives in a studio apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything is like, it, it, he has his bed in the corner. He has a, a little workout station. And then his bathroom. It's like you would be thinking that this guy is like working full time at McDonald's. Right, right. Um, with how simply he lives. Uh-huh. But he says, I'm never here. I'm like, I need to be thinking about work. Right. Uh, I need to be thinking about like what's the next thing. Yeah. And he says that he's he actually finds it difficult to sleep mm-hmm. because his mind is constantly thinking, what's the next thing? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and I was like, you know, like this passion has led him to this place where he's like king of YouTube. Yeah, I'm like, if you, but if this person, like, imagine if this guy was like a a, a an artist, or the, the, the you know in, in our Catholic conversation, <laughs> a yeah. saint, uh-huh. um, and like if instead of like he said that the 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 primary thing he's focusing on is to make good videos, right? That's his goal. Yeah. Like that's the mm-hmm. the the top of the hierarchy mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything he does is directed towards that. He even um mentioned um his girlfriend yeah. and how that relationship started, mm-hmm. and he said it had to be um. Uh, it was very important that she was um, interested in learning things because I'm interested in learning things. Right, right. And then he expanded on that a little bit, saying like, when you're learning things, you can, um, uh, you know, expand your um, talent, uh, yeah. and then you can make better videos. So, <laughs> yeah. like that, that was like the, that was like the whole thing. Yeah, and so yeah. even his relationships right, were right. centered around again that top right. of the hierarchy mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fascinating, you know, yeah. to see someone like you know. Take something. It's almost like when Peterson said, "It's like, um, uh, how, how does he put it? Like, work hard at one yeah. thing and see how far you can get." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. exactly mm-hmm. what Mr. Beast is doing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. what he's. But doing. he like forgot to eat and. <laughs> no, but I, I. But I think that that's actually part of his passion. Yeah. Is that right. like when you're um, so passionate about something, mm-hmm. like everything is secondary. Yeah. yeah. Your right. comfort is secondary. Yeah. It's Your almost food a, is secondary. A, re- a religious fervor. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm like, how impressed? Like, how beautiful would that be? Is like. If, if 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 Mr. Beast like saw that like he's like no actually the most important thing is not videos it's God <laughs> and then you lose sleep over God you yeah. know like right, you right. lose like your relationships are directed like yeah. is is she interested in God right right like I don't sleep that much because I can't think of God and I forget to eat <laughs> yeah. no I, like but right, these yeah, are like yeah. this is like no, the yeah, story yeah. of a the, saint these yeah. are these are For yeah sure. the, they are these are stories of mystics that would have to be reminded to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like three hours yeah. and stuff like um, that. Like John yeah. of the Cross. Mm-hmm. I think he was kind of like a Mr. Beast personality. <laughs> 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 I don't know if Mr. Beast went through the dark night of the soul. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> On YouTube, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vlogged it. Um, <laughs> but I think um, the fact that like he's so passionate, directing all of his energy towards this thing, um, and then that is rewarded with the culture's attention yeah. and money. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. It's because like we are impressed. Yeah. By this effort, right? Um, it's like seeing the Olympics or like football players right, exactly. that they devote the same, their yeah. whole life to it. We put a yeah. hero at the top yeah, yeah. of you know our. Yeah. our yeah. We look up to the hero, um, and so yeah. But I, I just like I made that connection of just 
yeah, like if a person can be truly passionate about something that mattered, and I don't want to say what he's doing it doesn't matter. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, he's building yeah. a like a huge yeah. business mm-hmm. empire. Like the things mm-hmm. he does is like. Yeah, impressive. Like he he bought an island. Yeah. To give away, you know he <laughs> yeah, yeah. he gives away like millions of dollars. Like, yeah, he's with, doing uh, a lot of charity work. Yeah, and so like in itself, like that's impressive. But there is more, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. To the, like to the human spirit. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, I wonder. I mean, ultimately, anything that is taking the place of God is going to be like an ideology or an idol. So it's not going to necessarily bleed down to the rest of his life. In the way that he wants it to fit, yeah. You know I'm saying like there's something mm-hmm. at the top that can only be there. It's the God-shaped hole. Yeah, it's super <laughs> cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, yeah, yeah. So it is interesting though to see that, like you know, even you see, um, it's you know, like Rafe Kelly talking about parkour, how it's so good for your life, and this, that, and the third. The um, NFL players, they're they're super passionate and they're really inspiring. Yeah. But it's like ultimately. N- n- not everything fits under that category. Yeah. A lot of things could fit, and the more noble it is, the wider the reach, but you can't cast the net around everything. Something's well, going to mm-hmm, leak out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and um, I, I think Socrates proved this point in saying that like the man who um, is perf- who has eudaimonia, which is a Greek term for happiness, but it's mm. um, when you translate it more perfectly, it's like this um, a sense of fulfillment that um, touches body and soul. It's not mm. just happy in the way mm-hmm. that modern people think of happiness. But he was saying that the the truly, well, actually, I think the quote, quote is a truly just man. Um, uh, it, it can never be disturbed. Um, mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the quote now. I think it's the truly just man will always be happy or can never be disturbed. Something, yeah, something um, along the lines of that, you can never take away this man's happiness. Mm. Um and this was kind of seen in the death of Socrates, where, um, you know, even when he had to drink the hemlock, he was perfectly still, mm-hmm. you know, perfectly happy. Um, now, the question is, like, when you have these people like Mr. Beast or NFL players or, you know, people that are excellent at parkour and that's their life, what happens when you take that away from them? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. What happens to their life? Are they left without meaning? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, I think, that's where the proof is in the pudding in the sense that right. it's like if you – directed your passion and energy to something that lasts that no one can take from you right then you will always be happy right um you know if if mr beast was uh, like you know if if an emp bomb hit uh right. you know america uh-huh. and he's not able to upload videos right does he go crazy and break yeah. down it, from his interviews Probably. it sounds like that right <laughs> yeah. right um or if you uh, trap a parkour artist in a uh, if you imprison them will mm-hmm. they go insane because right. they can't jump around the city right, right. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that what they do? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but like the yeah. thing is, like Socrates' point, and this is the point of I think of um, uh, Christianity, is that if you put God first, yeah, then whether you're imprisoned or living in a mansion mm-hmm. doesn't matter, right? Because your happiness is not dependent on those things, um, right? I think it's yeah. important too yeah. to know that if an EMP went off, <laughs> would you go crazy? Yeah, you know like that's I the, might, yeah, that's the whole that's the <laughs> yeah. whole point of Lent is to like. Figure out what's actually at the top. Yeah, you know, I'm saying yes. you're constantly yeah. burning these things off. Like, actually, this would affect me more than I'm comfortable with. Right, and I yeah. need to reorient yeah. myself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking a little bit about this question after listening to uh, Michael Schellenberg on Joe Rogan. Uh-huh. Um, just how a lot of ideologies try to kind of pinpoint the one thing that's like the driving force of humans. Mm. 
You know, you have right. uh, marks. You know, it's class mm-hmm. warfare, the mm-hmm. haves and the haves nots. Um, you have uh, Nietzsche with the will to power. So, you know, what is the what is the thing that drives humanity? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, is it one thing? Is it many things? Are there many drives? Right. I mean, in a sense, there's many drives, but I wonder if uh, the main thing is or should be uh, the divine or God. You right. place that at the top because that's the thing that can break down fractally the best. Because mm-hmm. um, if you put power at the top, it, it doesn't really break down to your individual life. Yeah. Where if you put God at the top, you can actually have, or, you know, prim, you know primitive people. Mm-hmm. We went to the Met and saw like all these different exhibits. So, you know, we saw the Egyptian one. It was very uh-huh. interesting. So, you know, you put, you know, Ra at the top. Yeah. yeah. It's like that That can go all the way down to what time should I wake up? Right, right. But, you know, power, money, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily break down as well. It doesn't trickle well. down you as know, well. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, hopefully if that's the thing, if the the divine, the deity is the thing that's um, driving your life. Mm-hmm. You can withstand all these other things because right. it's not dependent mm-hmm. upon yep. your yeah. YouTube success or something. I yeah, don't know. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think Mr. Beast would say he just hopes an EMP doesn't hit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> He's spending his money to shield America yeah. from me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so everyone can have good internet and watch yeah. his videos. <laughs> right. I built the biggest EMP protection. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what is it? Oh, shoot. What was the thing that Israel has? The, the Iron the, Dome. The Iron Dome. That's it. I'm yeah. said. I was, oh, yeah. I was thinking Iron Curtain for a second. I was like, no, that's no, that's, no, that's Cold, that. Cold War. <laughs> um, that's uh, yeah, that, yeah, the Iron Dome. Yeah, he needs one. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys want to jump into the bonus episode? Tell us some New York stories. Sure. Cool. All right, we will uh, jump off there. It. If you want to go hear it, it's basicallyrelated.com. Um, to sign up for our weekly bonus episodes, we'll see you next week. <laughs>